Loading. The Crypto Coffee Podcast. Episode 6. My Handsome Alien Boyfriend. Firefighters hate this one trick. And the Familia Pelouche are all gripped Ready. Set. Play. Why is it always me that has to do the intro, huh? Maybe sometimes I don't want to do the intro. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. We can do right. like a one-word in- intro. We're shaking things up by having a guest a second time, okay. and Jose's doing the intro, huh? I'm down to do a one-word intro. Hello. Buenos dias. Welcome. Hi. To the Encrypted Podcast. We did it, coffee. guys. <laughs> I'm like, co- coffee, coffee, we got coffee. It's her first time, guys. It is, we it can't is. blame her for this. Cut me some slack. Your friend always does the intros, right? Yeah. So we wait for him to open it up. <laughs> this time I just stared at the mic just like blankly like, so who's going to do it like it's not going to be me? <laughs> Welcome, guys, to episode, what episode number is it? Six now? Yes. Episode Epi- six. Episode six. six of the Cryptic Coffee Podcast. This time we have another guest. We liked it so much. <laughs> Last time we we got another one. Hopefully this time uh, we don't end up talking shit about your family. That's okay. I liked it. <laughs> I'd like to introduce Kate. Uh, Hi, Kate. How are you doing? I'm good. And yourself? So how do you know us? Um, actually, Jose is a really good friend of mine. One of my best friends from middle school. From middle school? Yep. Damn, that's a long friendship, actually. I don't even... I don't... I think I only have like one friend from high school. So to like have friends from middle school, damn, that's good. Yeah, like I thought about it and I was like, damn, like I've really known a couple of people since then. The rest, high school. And even then, most of them are gone. Right? Gone as in dead or? <laughs> I made them disappear. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till we get that to that episode. <laughs> so, Kate, you actually aren't just like any just regular friend. You actually have a business. Uh, a small one. It's a I probably like a Kickstarter. It's young though. It's it's getting there. It's yes. pretty big. You're already sponsoring. Name another company that sponsors like less than a year old. So you wanna give it a shout out? You wanna like Yeah tell sure. our listeners about it? Check out gamerchickclothing.com. Uh run by Kate and myself and my team. We design clothing for we design clothing for women that are in gaming and we also do our best to encourage minorities and females to stream and play video games because it's 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 a great market and it's absolutely fun and it would just be great to encourage more women and minorities to stream and play video games all the time the fact that it's a market that like hasn't been like it's still a hole like there's not much like uh there's a lot of demand but not much supply from what i've seen yeah i think a lot of the companies are starting to encourage women uh gamers but i'm not sure how i've seen it i've seen a few things here and there like maybe main characters starting to be more female based Mm -hmm. but in regards to clothing and even just women's clothing sizes for women and that are related to gaming it's still kind of hard to find a little bit hopefully that will change yeah if you're smart please you see a hole in the market guys come on you gotta fill it i mean that's (laughs) what we did right we're like only like one of five uh, uh, podcasts here uh, dealing with cryptids and stuff. We're one of the only podcasts that has to do with cryptids and coffee. Actually, I think we're maybe the only one. We actually might have got that goal. Congratulations, boys. <laughs> we <laughs> made it. it. We made it. So what'd you guys bring to drink? We didn't even tr- introduce ourselves. We just immediately went to Kate. <laughs> this is Efren. This is Jose. This is Zeus. What'd y'all guys got to drink? I ended up uh, not being home today, so I got this uh, Humex. That was here from last week. You mean I got this Humex and gave to you? (laughs) Yeah, that. (laughs) I got a tea from Starbucks. A lady said, you want want honey with that? Then immediately told me, wait, we don't even have honey? So no honey with the tea. Honeyless tea? Yeah. What are you, an animal? I guess. It's it's got two sugar packets. Zeus? Black coffee. (laughs) Fucking liar. I can see the water bottle. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's water. (laughs) 
All right. So who wants to start off today? You didn't even ask what she had. Kind of rude, man. <laughs> it's okay. I'm used to our guests not even having coffee. Cause I most love coffee. <laughs> our last guest expected us to like make him coffee. Oh, no. No, here's the thing, too. He told me, he texted me. He was like, I, I can bring my own coffee. Really? And you told him, like, we'll make him or what? No, nah, he told me, like, I'll, I can make my own coffee. Or he's like, I can bring my own coffee. I was like, oh, sweet. Yeah, I specifically remember that in the group chat. <laughs> Jose saying that? I don't remember that. Well, <laughs> Kate, what'd you bring? <laughs> it's all right. Well, um, I'm actually a huge fan of Vietnamese coffee. It's a lot stronger. But uh, unfortunately, the place that I, I found this one at, makes it with drip coffee instead of espresso so this is vietnamese coffee with a shot of espresso and some chocolate syrup mm, i've never tried vietnamese coffee it's really good if you're into strong coffee i've tried like vietnamese sandwiches and those those are pretty Ooh, good those are good too what happened the evidence he showed <laughs> i got the receipts i got bad memories guys leave me alone sounds like you guys might owe somebody you, a drink <laughs> all right so I'm going to start it off today because I got a good story. I want to start off a little strong today, guys. Okay. This, the only reason I even know about this story is because I was there. I wasn't there at the place where it happened. Oh, I was like, oh. <laughs> I, was, I read it. I found it the day it was posted. And, like, it never really got too big of a story. Like, it's not famous. But since I read it, it did get popular amongst uh, uh, the Reddit community. This was five years ago. So you guys know what the subreddit Ask Reddit is? Yeah. Yeah. So basically you just ask questions to the community, anything, any topic that you want. Five years ago, uh, the question was, what is the creepiest thing that has ever actually happened to you? It's one of the most, it's one of the popular ones. Always like, oh, what's something paranormal that has Dude, happened? Dude, I love to you? reading through those. That's how I got into Reddit. Uh, ask Reddit all the creepy like questions. And the post that uh, answered to this, it's a pretty good one. So let me start it off. I've been waiting a long time to tell Reddit the full story of The Whistler. This story requires many details, but it is unexplainable, creepy, and 100% true. I don't believe it already. I also have video evidence. He does have video evidence. I've seen it. When I was about eight years old, I was taking my dog for a walk through the neighborhood with my mom. It was maybe 11 p.m. We lived next to a swamp slash uh, wooded area on the edge of our neighborhood in Lansing, Michigan. I remember it being very silent and slightly windy. From down in the swamp, we heard somebody whistling at us. It sounded sort of like a bird, but each whistle was different enough where the lack of consistency made it human-like. The whistle sounded higher than lower. I, I know, like, I've heard the whistle, and it sounds kind of like, can't whistle for shit but that was good enough <laughs> use your imagination listeners my mom had a concerned and slightly terrified look on her face she grabbed my hand and said that we should go inside quickly i didn't understand because i was too young but seeing my mom freak out made me freak out too and at, but after a while though i kind of forgot about it so quit that's a creepy encounter two years later i was taking my do- my dog out again late at night there is a large bush that could easily obscure a person behind it just next to the front door. As I was finishing the walk, the whistling noise started again. Same pitch, same inconsistent human-like tones. As soon as I heard it, a chill went down my spine and I remembered exactly the feeling of seeing my mom terrified, looking down into the swamp at something I couldn't see. So I ran as fast as I could inside. Years went by and I thought about it less and less. I told only a handful of people, and eventually it slipped my mind. Fast forward to the s- to last summer. I'm 24. So this is 14 years later? Yeah, they were 8 years old, so it's like 16 years after the first encounter. Fast forward to last summer. I'm 24. I started dating my girl, Sarah. We moved, out of s- we moved to uh, South Dakota for work. For Independence Day, we decided to go to Pierre, South Dakota, and watch the fireworks along the bank of the Missouri River. There was a free camping spot behind a hospital where you could pitch your tent, hang out, and see the fireworks up the river. We were near the end of the campground, and there were very few people around us. As it was getting dark, the fireworks began. They were pretty far away, so the illumination they brought was very little. So it's pretty dark, it's already, and the fireworks aren't really doing much. 
Thus, we had to sit right at the edge of the river to be able to see them. A huge thunderhead was moving in, and a storm was imminent, so the air seemed electric and the wind was picking up. The atmosphere was eerie to say the least. Now, he said he had video evidence, right? This is the video evidence. He's at the uh, the edge of the river, and it's true. If you see it on YouTube, it, it does look creepy. Like, before anything happens, like the river, the clouds, the fireworks, everything does feel like this is where some shit <laughs> yeah. probably happens. Like, if you walk down there, you're like, all right, you know, some fucking monster going to come out and just that's exactly. it. That's, that's it the end. It feels just like that. The police boats were herding all the other boats off of the river and had left our area to do that somewhere else. Most other campers walked up to up the river to have a better view of the fireworks. But Sarah and I stayed back and we were drinking uh, PBR Tall Boys. <laughs> Shout out, <laughs> I guess. And kicking it. Suddenly, we heard the sound of a paddle uh, methodically dipping into the water. We saw a figure steering a canoe about 20 meters offshore. So the police come. All the boats that are in the river, they're like, time to go. Storm's coming, guys. You better get off. We don't want anyone dying. After that, <laughs> you just see a man in a canoe all by himself in the river. <laughs> and it's all dark as fuck. Sarah decided to get more uh, beers from the car, leaving me alone to stare at the mystery person. And then, of course, they whistled at me. My entire body was frozen and covered in goosebumps. It was the exact same whistler from my childhood, more than a decade earlier. I looked at the figure, but it was much too dark to discern who it could be. They were wearing a hat. When they were perpendicular to the shore from me, they stopped paddling, turned right at me. I was so frightened, I stood up and shouted at them, Who are you? They didn't say anything. Just whistled a couple more times, turned the canoe 180 degrees, and paddled out of sight. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? You're just chilling there. You have this memory like so like deep back. It's 14 years ago. <laughs> you just see a man. <whistles> you're like, oh, fuck. Who are your, you? Your girlfriend leaves. You're like, now you're just alone. So you, you're the only one that knows what's going on. The guy fucking stops, turns the canoe towards you. <laughs> look you directly in the eye. You're like, who the fuck are you? <whistles> and then like just drives away. <laughs> That's exactly what happened to this guy. I'm a videographer, so I already had my camera by my side and was taking video of the fireworks. As the canoe was almost out of sight, I grabbed my camera and got uh, a shot of him whistling as they were getting away. When Sarah came back from getting beers, she was very confused as to why I was so freaked out. I explained, and she was freaked out a bit too afterwards. I was convinced she, uh, I was convinced we would both be murdered that night. How did this whistling person follow me? After 14 years, all the way to South Dakota. Was it a coincidence? Why was it the same whistling noise? Who was that person and where did they go? So many questions still unanswered. To this day, I'm more afraid of being outside in the dark uh, where I might hear the whistling again. I'm open to any explanations. I actually heard a story about something like this recently. Really? Um, There's a YouTube channel called Storied and they did a video recently about uh, El Sibon, which is the deadly whistler of South America. Yep. Same thing, the hat. And the apparently, like the more distant you hear the uh, the whistle, the closer he actually is because he likes to fuck with his prey. Yeah. So that's basically the first, uh, like the majority of the replies, even though this was five years ago, was all about El Sivon. I think he's from Venezuela. Yeah. And they were telling everything about him. He wears a hat. The same thing. The whistle. Uh, the further away it means he's getting closer. And actually, the the main thing that like. He uh, people would say like, oh, but the Sibon whistle sounds different. If you hear the Sibon whistle on YouTube, it sounds like <laughs> something like that. It's like a gradient, like it's several ones. Yeah. But there's also a comment that's saying my grandma has heard the Sibon. She was haunted by him, yeah. and it was the exact same whistle, the <laughs> that this guy heard. So he has two different whistles. One if he's just fucking with you, going to kill you, or one if he's haunting you. Really? He has to? Uh, no, because like, from okay. this story, yeah. the guy being haunted at the same whistle, right? But he wasn't killed by this one. Neither was the grandma. But so that's just the warning whistle, though? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, just know that you're on my sights. And he does have a video. The creepy thing about the video, which also might be the thing that makes it fake, you can see the canoe. Just It's all black, though. You can't see anyone. Yeah. But the whistling is like almost on the camera. Yeah. Like It's so clear. 
obviously sound travels different in water and in nature if you ever go to like a national park you don't have to yell so much because there's no cars behind like we could be like a football field away i could probably talk normally and you could probably still hear me but the way the video looks it's 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 kind of creepy you guys want to see it sure i'm not gonna lie though um maybe this guy since he could you know the the, the more further it is closer it is he could just throw his whistles around maybe he just threw it like he threw his whistle right at the fucking uh record like right at the fucking mic right he knew exactly what was going on yeah he's like i know you're recording <laughs> i'm about to fuck with this man this is the only evidence you'll get <laughs> basically i have a question though mm-hmm. so he's getting followed for years and whistled right yes how do we know he wasn't just like interested in getting catcalled <laughs> it could have been <laughs> or something like that oh no it's it wasn't that <laughs> no if, if you listen it's like several times You guys hear the whistle? Yeah. yeah. Hear the whistle. The fireworks don't help either. The fireworks do not help. Yeah, that one sounded loud. Stop it. The water is so fucking loud. Because yeah. <laughs> ha- he has the camera right by the river. He's like sitting the camera right next to it. I'm surprised it didn't get any water damage. But yeah, it's it. just imagine that, but like several times. Every time in the bush and in the swamp when they heard it. I mean, imagine like you're just chilling and then you start hearing that. Yeah, but like it's so creepy. Like it's, he didn't see anything. Yeah. He didn't see a monster or anything. That's the kind of stories that I like really get to me like. There's just something one whistling. Like, the fact that it's the exact same whistle, too. Obviously, we, we're going to have to take his word for it. Yeah. He might be lying off his ass fully, but, like, the story's pretty creepy to me. I mean, me. the fact that there's a legend behind this already, mm-hmm. the legend of El Cibon. And And it's not like, I'm assuming he's not Latino or anything. Yeah. This dude's living in Michigan and then went to South Dakota. Well, first episode, remember we talked about the Kukui taking the bus to uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the, bus to the house? This, this is that. I see one. I was like, you know what? I, I want to haunt someone not, you know, I want to take a little vacation. What can Maybe I do? these damn Latin cryptids are taking trips up north and like, uh, <laughs> it, like hitting certain people, just like one person every month or so. <laughs> so I mean, what? You, they got to change it up a bit once in a while. <laughs> so that was my story. What do you guys think? I thought that was pretty interesting. Like I said, I, I seen the video of El Cibon, and I was super interested in it. And having like an actual like eyewitness account of it, it's pretty great. And going back to the, what was it, the Night Watcher, the Dark Watchers, I yeah. think. What's it? What's up with people wearing hats and scaring other people? No fucking idea, man. <laughs> Something <laughs> we, about hats we, are creepy. Me and Efrain have hats on. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so, what you guys bring? All right, so I wanted to bring something a little bit weirder because you know normally I bring the dark stuff. Yeah. Uh, this time I brought something that was a little goofy, and I thought I was like, "All right, this is definitely fake." <laughs> so I actually like Googled the name, and then I, you know, I found the videos, and then I found uh, other articles talking about this. So my article comes from allthat'sinteresting.com, and the headline is: "London YouTuber claims to have been abducted by aliens and fallen in love with one of them." <laughs> I'm in. I'm fully in. Please tell me more. Sick of men on Earth, London actress Abby Bella says that she hopes to normalize interspecies dating. Okay, <laughs> actually. <laughs> We have um, we have someone in I think it's Congress that writes a uh, fan fiction about getting fucked by Bigfoot. So she's not the only one. Who? <laughs> what? Yeah, what? I, 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 is it the House? I, I don't like this. Congress House Representatives. Someone in government actually does write uh, Bigfoot erotica. And they got elected. <laughs> I believe politics so. is why it has to be the House. <laughs> it cannot be a Congresswoman or a Congresswoman. <laughs> there, there is like a person you know in office. Who like who does right? It could not be a senator. It has to be a representative because there's a lot of representatives. It has to be. It cannot be a senator. And when I found out, I was dying. But I was like, "Yeah, man, you do you." Who the hell? Zeus is looking it up. Yeah, I I cannot like because <laughs> if I forget about this, it's never gonna cross they my write mind again. Fanfic about getting fucked by Bigfoot. <laughs> they have Bigfoot erotica. I believe. If, like I don't know if it's like a novel or just like something they write online. But they do have, and it's like it's not that they're young either. They're pretty mm-hmm. old. Speaking of which, we have a group chat between the three of us, 
and I don't know if you've heard the first episode, <laughs> but today uh, Jose sends us a picture. It's a hat for Zeus. It says Bigfoot is real, and he tried to eat my ass. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna try to find him that hat. Oh my god! No, please. <laughs> you found it? Yeah. Just reading the like, the title for it. Yeah. It quotes Bigfoot erotica spices up a con- congregational race in Virginia. It's real. <laughs> Virginia. Do better. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck. <laughs> All right, continues. <laughs> All right. So, to find her soulmate, London actress Abby Bella looked to the skies. She claims that she fell in love with an alien right after a swept her from this UFO ran right off her feet. Bored by the pandemic and unimpressed by the offerings of Earth, Bella explained that she joked online about wanting to uh, wanting aliens to abduct me. Long before she began to have dreams of a white light, and then on May 31st, Bella said she heard a voice in her dream. It commanded her to wait in the usual spot. Bella had never heard the voice before, and yet she says he knew what it meant. The next <laughs> evening, <laughs> she knew. Fucking Eisenhower. <laughs> she was out here selling, like, uh, sending telepathic messages. Please, boyfriend, please, boyfriend. <laughs> she perfected it. Eisenhower started it. She perfected it. The next evening, I sat uh, next to my open window, Bella said. She waited, and she began to fall asleep around 12, 15 a.m. A flying soft, uh, saucer swept into view. Before Bella knew it, she wasn't in her bedroom anymore. There was a bright green, uh, green beam. And it transported, it transported me to the UFO. Most might be alarmed by such a turn of events, but not Bella. I'm one of those people who always, who all my life had weird encounters, she explained on her YouTube channel. Nevertheless, Bella soon found herself where few, few humans claim to be in the belly of a flying softer, saucer. <laughs> I'm, I'm having trouble speaking right now. It's all right. We didn't get much sleep. <laughs> in Bella's telling, she encountered five aliens in the UFO. They were tall and slender, but Bella couldn't make out their true forms. I couldn't see them clearly, and they telepathically said, I'm not ready to see them in their true form, Bella claimed. <laughs> this isn't even my final form. <laughs> no, no, this about the telepathically form. Eisenhower really did it. What the fuck, dude? Just imagine getting that you up, like, <laughs> message from an hey, alien. <laughs> I'm outside. <laughs> Come through. Get the uh, I'm outside text. <laughs> Just not even here. a text at this point. It's telepath. <laughs> Did you guys know that Kesha claimed to have uh, had sex with a ghost? Yes, that's what yeah. I wanted to bring in one day. <laughs> that's crazy, dude. What? That's insane. <laughs> She's gone on record, like on TV shows, claiming to have had sex with a ghost. Wow. And like, it's an open relationship, apparently. Like, I wanted to bring in that story once, but I'm like, what am I going to say? T- Kesha had sex with a ghost. <laughs> she claims it's true. Take Fun. her out of word. Fun fact. <laughs> Source, trust me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But this girl one up there. She's fucking aliens she's out here. Fucking aliens. God damn. But from what I could see, they had a slight green hue and big black eyes with human features, such as eyebrows. In a sketch Bella drew for Cater News, the aliens had round faces, snake-like gaze. Bella described them as having big eyes with uh, big eyes with irises. I gotta find that photo for the Instagram Crypto Coffee Pod on Instagram. Always finds a way. I'm gonna keep doing it <laughs> unless one of y'all step up. <laughs> We appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but Bella wasn't frightened. On the contrary, she was love struck. There was one who contacted with me. She gushed, describing the feeling of being in love times 100. I didn't get his name, but I felt exactly the same. However, these, stra- uh, these star-crossed lovers faced a few hurdles. For one, the alien told her that dating a human was too taboo, although he was willing to break the rules. For another, Bella wasn't sure uh, if she wanted to leave the planet Earth and never look back. He said I had the consent to go with them, but... I didn't want to say yes in case they took me forever. So sadly, Bella left the UFO after 20 minutes. <laughs> she should have just gone. She had a one-night stand. Honestly, she should have gone. I mean, look at the way things are right now. Dude, dating humans is too taboo for aliens. I mean, ain't no problem, wasn't Right? Like, <laughs> they do all this other type of shit. Come on, man. I mean, like, imagine, like, she he goes home to his parents. And he's like, oh, this is my girlfriend. He brings a fucking human. <laughs> out they disowned him <laughs> alright I'm gonna get on a weird little <laughs> derailment right now so you know how we have a lot of weird people like that have like certain kinks and stuff Yeah. we literally have people in this world that have sex with dogs is that probably like the same way they see humans like oh my god it's oh it's fucking I mean, a human I mean like the way I see it is like, like you they, know what happens yeah. but they experiment on us right so to them what what could be more than like little animals we're like mice to them yeah so it could be like brought home a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> what would you guys do with an alien, a significant other, if you had like an open relationship? 
I don't think uh, I'd be lucky enough. <laughs> uh, to quote uh, Clerks 2, there goes homeboy. He fucked the Martian. <laughs> and she has a YouTube channel? She has a, She's an actress. She, I think she's uh, quite popular. Really? I mean, and now because of this, I'm pretty sure she's like booming. Yeah, she must She must have did it for the views, for the clout. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, I mean, maybe. I don't know. A lot of people nowadays will experiment different ways just to try to get famous or that one viral video, that viral minute. Exactly. But I mean, her body, her choice. If it were me, I'd probably think, E.T., go home. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that finger away from me right now. <laughs> And back on Earth, she would moan the gaping differences between <laughs> aliens and uh, Earthmen. Aliens have offered an extra quality of care, she said. Men on Earth just tell lies and have double standards. <laughs> Once you go Martian... You don't go back. It's all a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what to say. It worked. <laughs> you nailed it. We got there. Some, Bella noted, might be squeamish about Earthling alien relationships. But they just haven't considered interspecies dating, said Bella hopes to be a pioneer in this field and normalize interplanetary love. Although many have raised an eyebrow at Bella's story, she's hardly alone in claiming an alien encounter. During the pandemic, sightings of UFOs surged. The National UFO Center reported that there are sightings jumped to about 1,000 in 2020 and to about 7,200 recorded encounters with extraterrestrials. Really? Is this true? Yeah, I mean, think about it. There's been a lot more videos recently. Yeah, I haven't been keeping up on, like, actual, like, uh, eyewitness accounts. Yeah. All I've been reading is about, like, the government stuff. But, like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, like, I love UFOs and shit, so I always, I'm always, like, you know, keeping an eye out. Mm-hmm. And then the fact that, I, I feel like the fact the number's been booming is why they're finally disclosing stuff. Because they're like, like, people are seeing shit. Yeah. We just can't hide it for that much longer. It's a lot more now. I was never a UFO guy. But as soon as like the military was like, yeah, we seen him. <laughs> I was like, that's, oh, fuck. That's when you were like, oh, <laughs> oh, fuck. And then just for like a little closer, she hasn't given up on her uh, longest relationship. Not quite yet. Although she understands her lover is concerned about being captured by the CIA. She hopes her <laughs> alien suitor. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you know what? You can come through, but just be careful. I don't want you captured. We're taking it slow. <laughs> but here's the thing. She isn't the first person to claim to have a relationship with an alien. I'm sure, she's there not. is a uh, one guy who claims to have in chi- uh, he claims to have a child with an alien, but you know they visit him or right the other way around. Like yeah, that uh, I gotta find that story too. But there is a guy who claims like you know yeah. I was abducted since I was a kid, started a family with this alien. I have a child with her. I have a nine to five job in like Andromeda. <laughs> Isn't there the, like a whole category of people having like star children or something? That's yeah. what they're called, right? Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's the first time I've ever heard that. What? <laughs> yeah. Star children. I don't know much about it, but there's people that claim that, like, aliens use humans to, like, breed, like, hybrids. Right? Yeah. Tell me if I'm wrong. And, like, the hybrids are supposedly, like, s- better than both aliens and humans, I guess. I guess they're, like, gods or something. They take, like, the best of both parts. Exactly. I don't know what the best part of humans would be. <laughs> thumbs. I mean, look. <laughs> thumbs. Thumbs are OP. Because hum- aliens got, like, three fingers. We got thumbs. We got him beat, no? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Try shooting a gun without a thumb. I guess that's all we contribute. Yeah. Fuck, maybe that is all. <laughs> I was thinking like, hair, what a, no. How do we beat aliens? <laughs> Thumbs. They got no hair, so they're aerodynamic. I mean, unless they're the Ta Nordics. Oh, yeah. Then we just send a Swedish person in there. <laughs> Same thing comes out. Maybe like we could build muscle. I mean, yeah, right. Because I've never seen like someone... Like, sketch an alien, and they're, like, buff. (laughs) Well, uh, what Jose just said, the tall Nordics, those are basically aliens that look human. Like, imagine imagine a Swedish person. Literally, that's it, but it's, like, super tall and, like, super white, blonde hair. That's also considered a, like, type of alien that people have reported. (laughs) You said Swedish, and my mind went immediately to PewDiePie. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) That's the creepiest shit of all. (laughs) There is actually a cryptid, um, the Hops Group, I think it's Hop, the Hops Group Bill Goblin, who is reported to have a six-pack. <laughs> really? It actually influenced Pokemon Sableye, for those who never heard of it. Just imagine Sableye, and that's the that's cryptid. Speaking of white people and cryptids. <laughs> Sableye's so tiny, though. <laughs> There's a fucking, oh, this one's really in the back of my mind. I'm talking out of my ass here, boys. It's <laughs> okay. But there's a cryptid somewhere in like south america that like uh, the natives are afraid of and like they have legends of 
but like when they give the description, it's basically just like a white guy. <laughs> like the whole thing about <laughs> Hear me out, Kate, hear me out. <laughs> the whole thing about the cryptid is that like he kidnaps you and takes you to like his king and shit, but like the king is like a demon or something. But like the more <laughs> <laughs> he has like a stone ship that like sails across the sea. But a the, stone ship the that more sails you, on the sea. So it floats. A stone ship that floats. The more you hear about it, the more you think, these guys just saw colonizers. Yeah. They just saw white people. Yeah. <laughs> that was the funniest shit. I think, I think a tourist got beat up because people thought he was decrypted. <laughs> like an English guy went to like uh, Venezuela or something I gotta f- and got his ass beat by a bunch of they villagers. Pointed and be like, it's him. <laughs> I could be talking out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure that's real, guys. That's the CEO of racism took a trip. <laughs> that's a really funny thought. <laughs> I, can't, I can't. I can't wait to do an episode on the CEO of racism. That's going to be the April Fool's one. <laughs> So, Zeus, what did you bring today? All right. I brought Odin, Poltergeist, and the Mysterious Fires. Okay, that's... I've heard this fucking great. The Holy Trinity? I have not heard this. No? Okay, I was like, maybe Jose might have heard it. No. Because sometimes me and him will be like, oh, yeah, we heard of that. Whenever we record, because we don't tell each other anything before we record. Okay, so Odin, Indiana is a peaceful, smallish town, and not one that you would suspect of having a history of paranormal mysteries. Yet in April of 1941, an Odin farmhouse would be the setting of one of the strangest supernatural puzzles of modern times. On an April morning, William Hackler finished breakfast and left the house to begin his many chores for the day. As he was walking across the yard, he noticed small, small. He noticed smoke pouring out of one of the upper story windows. Alarmed, he ran back into the house and raced up the stairs. Once inside the room, he saw that a medium-sized fire was consuming the wall underneath the window. The fire seemed to be coming from inside the wall itself. This would make one suspect faulty wiring, but the Hackler homestead did not have electrical wiring installed, and there was no fire burning in the house's stove. There was no apparent cause for the fire. The volunteer fire department was sent for sent for and put out the mysterious fire soon after their arrival and then left. Here's the crazy thing. <laughs> They were soon called back to the home. However, when a second fire was found burning within a mattress in another room. So just random fires are popping up. Yep. Oh, God. It's a fire poltergeist. We've got an arsonist in here. <laughs> There's an arsonist that died and he's like, you know what? I love I love committing arson. I'm going to keep doing it. <laughs> I might be in dead, death. but I ain't going to stop before. <laughs> he just has like a box of matches with them that are like never ending. He just, here's another one. <laughs> I can imagine when you die, you like... You wait in a line and there's like a bunch of like different types of ghosts that you're going to become. So like you're waiting to see which one God's going to put you in. <laughs> it's like the the hat in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> and God's like poltergeist. He's like, yes. <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. That's what I wanted. <laughs> this is like the one unlucky guy. Straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> All the way down to the bottom. Boiler room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if the firemen thought they would be leaving the Hackler house anytime soon. They were to be disappointed. Throughout the day, fires burst out and consumed objects and parts <laughs> of the house's structure. In one case, a book burned from the inside out until it was a pile of ashes. Holy shit. From the inside out. Right? Consequently, firemen extinguished 28 mysterious fires during <laughs> that day. <laughs> were they just chilling in the living room? <laughs> at like, that point, right? Like after the fifth one, you're like, you know what? I'm going to stay here see what happens. You stay there. You got to. Yeah, like at that point, after the second one, and they were like, Hey, we got a we got a third fire coming. Oh yeah, where at same house y'all just left like thirty <laughs> seconds ago? Oh, we're we're across the street. We haven't even left the neighborhood yet. We'll be we'll be there. I was like, all right, no no worries. When is this? Nineteen fourteen, I believe. Okay, I like how yeah it is. I a- like how April. we're talking on cell phones in nineteen fourteen. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, not nineteen fourteen. It was April of nineteen forty one. Oh, okay, a little more. Yeah, so fire science is a pretty like decent thing i'm assuming by this time they can like figure out where the the fire came from yeah it was just crazy though because they didn't have any like electrical wiring in their home and there was like no fires in the house either that's crazy they couldn't figure out how all the fires were happening and i would imagine since like the book uh burned from inside out like i'm assuming the mattress did too yeah like imagine just the mattress all of a sudden it's on fire 
You're yeah, in a dry room. And the first fire was on the second story, and it was coming from inside the wall also. Damn, this girl's fucking crazy, man. Yeah, he was like, I hate y'all. <laughs> Leave. He, he's, he wants vengeance. Oh, yeah, that was it. I'm just kind of skimming through, and it's just about the author that wrote the article. Oh, okay. Yeah, he, I've he heard about books. this. Um, there's a YouTuber, Cadaver, who did a video on this. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching I was like, this is fucking interesting. There's just a bunch of, like, 28 fires, you know, all from the inside. So, like, you know, let's set a book on fire. Throw a match top of it. But from within, just same with the matches where it just burned from within. Right. Ghost matches. It reminds me a lot of, like, uh, random combustion, I think that's what it's called. Spontaneous combustion. Yeah, spontaneous combustion where just people are just chilling. They just, they start burning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just said, like, their body just combusts. Never heard about an inanimate object, though. Right? No, I've never heard that. That's the last type of ghost you want to be haunted by. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking right? fire ghost, dude. It's like... It's like one of those cheesy movies, like, let's make tornadoes and put sharks in them. <laughs> like, someone up there was like, yeah, let's 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 have the poltergeist ghost. I like the idea that it moves, but hear me out. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty creepy. It kind of just struck my mind. Willow the Wisp, a fire demon, or like a little fire orb. Right. I was like, holy shit. We just, we just figured it out what it was. It was a Willow the Wisp. Can you explain to listeners what that is? It's, um... Imagine like a regular standard orb, mm-hmm. but it's fire. And there you go. <laughs> <laughs> See, that guy's up there. He's like, hear me out. Fire. <laughs> let me search. Like, let me look it up because like, I don't know much about them, yeah. but I do know, you know, what they are. They're, they're, they're in folklore. They're like a little, like a little orb that's on fire. You can normally see them over bogs and swamps, you know, stuff like that. That's usually where you spot them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's a little description because normally if we're going to do it, like, I could, I'm I'm down to do an episode on it because I do like them. Mm-hmm. I play D and D, and they're a monster in D and D. But yeah, what if this like they just built a house over some fucking swampland? Fucking will this like hey, this is supposed to be my home? <laughs> just set everything on fire. <laughs> you think it's just fireflies and stuff, but then it gets closer. Oh god, is that Dave Chappelle meme? <laughs> nice place. <laughs> <laughs> nice place you got here. By the way, Zeus, she did give me the wrong tea. She did. Yeah. I knew it. Oh, no. I asked for an English breakfast, which is something that Starbucks used to sell. And I guess she got confused because after we pulled up to the window, she's like, can you tell me your order again? Was it a Royal English? I was like, English breakfast. And I guess she still put Royal English in. (laughs) Maybe that's all they had. Maybe. Maybe they discontinued it. I don't go to Starbucks much. It's all right, though. Is it good at least? Uh How much honey is in there? None. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, none. They didn't have any. <laughs> All right, Cade. So you didn't bring anything because you actually have a story, don't you? Yeah. So it's actually, uh, I, well, my mom calls it a scary story, but my grandma actually told us as kids, I guess, a bedtime story, really. Nothing better than like, uh, what are you, Mexican? Uh, Mexican-American. Okay. I look more like my dad than my mom, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better than, like, Mexican kids being traumatized by their parents, right? Yep. Yeah. That's why this whole show started. It's always, like, it's always, like... La uh, Llorona. <laughs> yeah, we had a kitchen that was separate from, like, uh, like the bedrooms and everything. You actually had to go outside and then go back inside to, like, go to the bedrooms and stuff. So, like, the idea of, like, all your aunts, uncles, cousins just sitting in the kitchen, the big-ass table, drinking coffee. They, get, they stay there till, like, 2 in the morning, talk about sh- scary shit. You, once you get scared, you just go to your room and start trying to, like calm yourself down yeah just on youtube looking up like cat videos yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well plus this, this is like 2007 youtube yeah bro so there's a jump scare in that cat video i yep. was watching kimbo slice i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> <laughs> so what story do you have kate so uh my grandma there's different variations of it but my grandma told me her version that my great grandma and my great great grandma passed down of La mano peluda, or the hairy hand. So I'll do my best to translate it, but... <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a very common thing known in Mexico, but I don't think it's, uh, like, uh, I don't know much about it. I've only heard about it. It's a urban legend down there, and actually yeah. a pretty big urban legend that got turned into a radio show. Yeah, it's... Con- yes, yes, that's why I've probably heard about it. The radio show, it's kind of like coast-to-coast, imagine. Yeah. People call in, they tell their stories, or pe- uh, they read other, like... And like interactions and stuff. So us, <laughs> basically. 
Yeah, pretty much. But yeah, this is like a big uh, thing in Mexico, but it's not very popular outside of Mexico from what I've noticed. No, it is no not. No one here, no one ever like <laughs> around the world. Everyone knows who El Chupacabra is. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows about La Llorona, even in Europe. But no one has heard about the La Mano Peluda. <laughs> yeah, which is really about? interesting. Because <laughs> you're saying Peluda and my mind just keeps going like, I never heard about it. And I'm like, what does Peluda mean in English? And my mind just, I don't know why I made this connection, but I'm thinking of La Familia Peluche. <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. And I'm just like imagining them as cryptids. <laughs> Those are cryptids, bro. Have you seen Eugenio Derbez? <laughs> that boy's Bigfoot just skinny. <laughs> I'm going to need to post a picture of that on the Instagram. And I'm just like, how have you never heard that word? Like, it's hairy. I got called that when I had long hair. For those who do not speak Spanish, la mano peluda means the hairy hand. It's a hairy severed hand. Yeah. Yeah. It's just the hand. By just the, the hand. Just Literally the hand. just the hand. Yeah, so, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, all right, so I had trouble sleeping as a kid, so my grandma always told me bedtime stories. So the way that this one started off, I'll do my best to translate it. Um, pretty much, there's a king. So imagine this king, he owns the land. Does he all- have a stone ship? No. <laughs> does he t- does he t- I thought that earlier, too. <laughs> does he have tea with honey? <laughs> uh, maybe. He's supposed to have all the fortune in the land and... just fame and fortune okay but he needed a queen and he didn't really have the time to you know like date so he went to his town and had a meeting and said i am looking for a queen and whoever can do this one task for me will inherit all my fame and fortune and he said the task was to eat la mano peluda or to eat the hairy hand and of course, you know, everybody stepped back except for these three women. And they stepped forward and they said, I'll eat the hand. So one by one, each one went up to the king. They spent a day with him. Of course, you know, they had to learn how they had to n- prove that they can cook and clean. And after they made dinner, after the first lady made dinner for the king, he ate and he said, OK, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go ahead and do my king duties. When I come back, that hand needs to be eaten down to the bone. And she said, okay, of course. So the king leaves. And she cleans up the dinner. And she has a hand on a plate. And she's just staring at it like, I don't want to eat it. This is gross. (laughs) 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 It looks disgusting. So just think of like a severed hand with the bone sticking out. And it's all hairy from from the wrist all the way down to the point of the nail oh it's not even the hand it's the hair that gets me too yeah, yeah. like I, i'd probably be like if i have to i have to put the hair dude imagine that getting stuck in your teeth oh uh. yeah so she thinks and she thinks and then she says you know what i'm gonna hide it so she grabs like some kind of wrap and she wraps it in like some kind of plastic or some cloth sticks it at the bottom of the trash can and just tells herself, all right, I'm going to tell him I ate it. He'll never find it. It's, uh-huh. it's a hand. So a few hours later, he comes back and he says, did you eat your hand? Did you eat the hand? And she says, yep, I ate it all. It was delicious. <laughs> you got any more decaying? <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know she lied. It was delicious. <laughs> right. Ah, but here's the trick, though. He said, all right, let's find out. Huh. And he chants. Mano peluda, donde estas? Mano peluda, donde estas? She doesn't know that the hand can talk. Uh, and all we hear is, aquí estoy abajo de la basura. And which means, hairy hand, where are you? Hairy hand, where are you? Here I am underneath the trash. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. Here I am at the bottom of the trash can. Zeus, how did you change your voice like that? <laughs> <laughs> they won't be able to tell it was me. Let's go. <laughs> So he digs at the bottom of the trash can. He picks it up. He says, you didn't eat the hand. Out. And she goes out. What the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) So this king just has a magic hand (laughs) chilling around. A hand that wants to get eaten, assumingly. I think so. What if she ate it? Like. Well, the idea there was that the king wanted to see how loyal and trustworthy the woman would be. He wanted somebody who would stick by his side and listen to him no matter what. It's a little machismo, old old school Mexico. Mm -hmm. And... um, yeah, so the second woman comes in. It's another day. Cooks, cleans, does the same thing, makes dinner for the king. He eats the dinner and he says, okay, I'm going to go do my king duties. When I come back, this hand needs to be eaten down to the bone. And she says, of course. So as soon as he leaves, she immediately knows what to do. She says, 
she tells herself, I'm going to hide it under the bed. He'll never find it there. You know, mm-hmm. somehow this hand just doesn't decompose. You know, it's just been <laughs> severed this whole time. <laughs> so it might have been a Masakoto, a Masakoto's hand. Masakoto's hand. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard? A Actually, no. It- episode one, this Japanese man. He, oh, right. I remember that episode. He's considered like the first samurai of Japan. He conquered a, a certain region that it's now. Com- the Kanto region. Yeah, that's now like uh, modern day Tokyo. The, his family was like very powerful so they sent assassins because i think his grandfather great-grandfather was the king yeah he was he was the emperor yeah and all his uncles were like warlords and like they were all f- fighting to like get power so they send uh they put a bounty on his head and his cousin actually takes it and kills him but the problem is this man doesn't die his, his head? head kept talking oh that's right he i remember that yeah Oh my God! What if it's the hand? The hand just now we know where to the Mexico. now we know where the hand went. <laughs> That's where the body went. Holy shit! They separated. <laughs> there has been like Japanese immigration to Mexico. We have different like uh, like immigrant waves. There was a lot of like uh, I don't want to say Austrian people at one point. Then there was a wave of Irish people, and then there was a wave of like Japanese and like Filipinos. So like, <laughs> this is kind of bad. But like, when you're in Mexico, you're assuming to see Mexicans, right? Yeah. That's the thing. Obviously, I live in America, so like wherever you are, you assume to see everyone from all over the world. But whenever I'm in Mexico, all I expect is to see Mexicans. So when I went to this Chinese place in like the middle of Mexico and saw Chinese people, (laughs) I freaked the fuck out. (laughs) When they started speaking Spanish is when I really was like, holy shit. I mean, hey, they learned, right? Right. Mexico is a new melting pot. (laughs) Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, definitely. So it's. It's possible that Masakato's ended up in Mexico. I mean, like throughout this, throughout us like doing this podcast, we're gonna find different body parts. We're gonna start oh, connecting yeah. everything. Oh yeah, I got the head. Now you got a hand. I don't know which hand. I don't know if it's left or right. So you could choose. <laughs> I always imagined a left hand for some reason. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So let's see. Um, the second lady, an attempt to inherit the fame and fortune. She immediately knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Gonna. Hide it under the bed. So she does the same thing. She wraps it up. She lifts the bed and sticks it right in between the frame and the bed. I mean, there's a slight lump, but she thinks they'll be fine. Yeah. And a few hours later, the king comes home and he asks her, did you eat the hand? And she says, of course. It was, you know, it was delicious. It was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he chants the same song. Harry hand, where are you? Harry hand, where are you? And you kind of hear like this mumble I'm under the bed. I'm, I'm in the bedroom under the bed. <laughs> yeah. So then he, he actually didn't hear it the first time, but he heard something. So he chants it again. Harry hand, where are you? Harry hand, where are you? While he's walking around, I guess they're part of the castle. Yeah. And you hear it again. I'm right here under the bed. So he goes to the bedroom and he finds the hand. And he, you know, he grabs the hand, he puts it on the table and he says, out. You know, couldn't do the task. <laughs> so then comes the third lady. I'm excited to hear about the third lady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, same thing. Cooks, cleans, makes dinner for the king. King says the exact same thing. I'm going to go and do my daily duties as a king. This hand needs to be eaten by the time I get back. And I just realized, shouldn't there have been bones? Like He should have looked for bones. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he leaves. And the lady, the third lady, she's just sitting there thinking, like, there's got to be a catch. These other two women didn't make it. Like, what is it? Yeah. I don't know. But something tells me I should hide it behind my back. So she grabs rope and she ties the hand to the back of her, to her back mm-hmm. with, like, flat. So it's kind of flat. So she continues. A few hours later, the king comes back and he says, did you eat the hand? And she says, yes, I ate all of it down everything including the bones what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> so he says okay let's find out and he's chants the song again hairy hand where are you hairy hand where are you and all we hear is i'm right here behind her stomach <gasps> yep <laughs> oh my god she's a genius <laughs> she hacked it yeah she fucking beat the king bro yeah and he realizes okay Cool. She ate the hand. You you will now inherit my fortune and my uh, fame. 
So she becomes the queen and they live happily ever after. <laughs> what a fucking test, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need a girlfriend. Here, eat this hand. <laughs> Holy shit, that's pretty smart. I would have just chucked the hand out. Not gonna lie. I'm assuming they're in a castle or something. Yeah. Chuck the hand as far away as he can. Because he struggled to hear it uh, on the mattress. Chuck it in the river. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking drowning hand. You ain't gonna hear it. That's what I'm thinking too, yeah. But uh, it was a really interesting story. Not a lot of my cousins liked it, but actually it was my favorite, one of my favorite stories. I don't know why. I'm just weird like that. <laughs> That's a cool. good story to like, fall asleep to, the structure and everything. I like it. Yeah, I, I wish think my I had grandma told me because I guess the idea is to try to trick the man. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. I'm assuming that's like the lesson of it all. Because most like uh, native like crypt, not cryptids, but like, you know, legends. It's always to like teach like uh, children about stuff to like get home safe. Don't talk to strangers, stuff like that. That's like all the monsters in Mexico and Latin America. Oh, yeah. That reminds me every time like when you're a kid and you go into the store and if you get too far away from your parents... Mira, te va a llevar. Like, hey, that guy's gonna take you. Just pointing to a random person and going, he's gonna take you. (laughs) That is like the fucking textbook. Like, mom, like, he's gonna take you. He's gonna take you. And your ass will look at him like, oh, God. (laughs) And run back. (laughs) I like that story. That was pretty cool. I've never heard about it. Yeah, there's definitely different variations. I... If you're ever interested, you could find so many. I think there's probably scarier ones actually, but that's yeah, something I know. Of. Google it right now, and there it's like it's it's a horror. It's yeah, a horror story. yeah. I remember seeing a movie about this. It's back in like 2000, and it was like a cheap 80s, 70s movie. Like you could tell, like it's one of those Mexican movies that had really low budget and stuff. Yeah, I don't know what happened, but like apparently two guys were driving down a road, and the guy in the passenger seat like sticks his hand out, but then there's a semi truck coming the other way. And the the semi truck just snaps the hand out off of him. Oh my god! <laughs> then the hand like and drops in a field. Then the hand starts moving, <laughs> okay. and the whole movie is the hand murdering random people. And like it just moves, it crawls around, like it it drags itself, <laughs> and then it chokes people. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like the the hand from Adam's family. Yeah, <laughs> I remember oh, that thing. movie. Yeah, yeah, there you go. I was yeah. like, I didn't want to say thing and get it wrong. No, you're good. <laughs> But yeah, that's a, sorry, that's a, I still remember it. Sometimes when I go visit my grandma in Mexico, I'm just like, can you tell me the story again? <laughs> it, yeah, like I said, it's, 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 a, it's a, it hits different, like hearing stories from like uh, family members and stuff. I like it. I want to go back to Mexico and just like talk to family. Yeah, actually, that reminds me, there is something, I think I was telling Jose the other day that uh, uh, I did grow up with my grandma for a little while as a kid where I got my Spanish uh, where I learned Spanish to speak Spanish and there's something that I wish that the U.S. would do that Mexico does which is go and have picnics and like spend time in the cemetery oh, as yeah, weird yeah. as that sounds like we uh we always did it at least once a month we'd go to like the grave of our family members and we would have a picnic and mm-hmm. we would have a plate for them too and just kind of like that's our way of still spending time with them and remembering them. And over here, it's like once when you say, hey, let's go visit the cemetery. It's a little weird. Nobody wants to hang out at the cemetery. <laughs> it's, it's usually not like a fun occasion or something. Yeah. You're just you take flowers. You stay there for like five minutes in silence and then you leave. That's basically an American cemetery. Yeah. Or just random fucking kids trying to do dumb shit at night. That's basically all the cemetery sees. Or just random assholes trying to do a podcast at a cemetery. <laughs> hey, hey, Jose, mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Dia de los Muertos is a very big thing in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Like the tradition, like the culture is so much different the way they see the dead. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, they really believe that they're, they're still alive. They really believe like people are just in a different dimension. Yeah. Whether that's like the Catholic belief that they're in heaven or something. But like, yeah, Mexicans really are... They see death differently. Every, what is it, 1st of November, that's Day of the Dead. We always go to the cemetery, always like, mm-hmm. and from here, obviously, we can't go. Uh, if we're over in America, we just like send money to like buy, like we decorate like the, the graves and stuff. We we put crowns on top of them. Yeah, speaking of grave, that's actually something that I noticed that I wish they had here, in, at least in El Defe, where my mom's family's from, mm-hmm. the capital of Mexico. Um Every grave and every tombstone has a short story of how that person died so that even if you don't go visit family, 
you can you visit can other, other people, people and their oh. stories and like visit them you know yeah, that happens in other places not necessarily here we live in los angeles we're kind of yeah. <laughs> it's los angeles is not the best representation of america <laughs> we're kind of <laughs> like real bad compared to like the rest of the country but there are like other places where like it's it says good stories it says quotes by the actual people mm-hmm. yeah i like yeah i like that idea of having like little stories in the grave this man had a podcast hmm? that's the that's the tombstone this man had a podcast <laughs> <laughs> this man had a dude <laughs> my tombstone uh cryptic coffee at instagram <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be mine what you mean i think mine would probably feel when i die <laughs> i think mine would probably just say gg gg <laughs> Mine's gonna be life was okay. <laughs> Mine's gonna be like fucking spawn killers. <laughs> <laughs> like man, if I go out, I want you to like just clip me spilling mm-hmm. and just like add it into the podcast randomly. It's gonna be a QR code, and it's gonna be every single moment in the podcast <laughs> that you spot that All you your shouted out the the, the Instagram. Po- the Instagram. <laughs> I think I genuinely think now that we're on that topic. Give it 30 years from now, there's going to be a lot of, like, weird funerals. Because, like, this generation of people don't give a fuck. <laughs> we're not very traditional. <laughs> so once people, like, start falling off, once people start dying, we're going to have a lot of weird fucking funerals. I have, like, a semi-pact with my friend that if one of us dies, we basically throw a party and stuff. That's hey. that's pretty common, right? Yeah, honor mm-hmm. the guy. <laughs> but one of the funny things, I don't know if you guys have seen this video. It's like a girl at a theme park where like, it's like an indoor theme park where you like, uh, it's kind of like a zip line, but like they grab your whole oh, body. Oh, I know what you're talking where about. Where she's dangling like she's a dead body and she's just <laughs> like, shh, shh. it goes around the whole thing and yeah. people like uh, usually just act dead and stuff. I've seen a lot of videos like that. My friend was like, this is going to be my entrance. This better be my fucking entrance. <laughs> just bring the dead body, just swing into the casket. Just weekend at Bernie's me like that. <laughs> exactly. I had a I had a similar thought like that. God, this is so old. I used to tell um my brother and my friends, I was like, Oh, if I ever die, just attach me to the ceiling fan and just have the the theme song from Space Jam playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot completely about that idea. <laughs> I do have a pact with my friend. Uh if he dies and I live, I have to roast this whole family at his funeral. <laughs> like, Why the fuck are you here? You didn't even like him. <laughs> I'm basically gonna have to do like a whole stand-up act. I pretty much just asked my friends, like, "Hey, if I die, just stand all the way in the back, wear all black, and make it look like I was cool in life." I think it'd be great to have like pay somebody in advance, like part of my will, and have somebody kind of tall wearing like black glasses and a cloak, and just stand in the background with an with umbrella, a, with a black umbrella. Don't say anything. Just be there. And simultaneously, I want someone. I don't know who. I haven't even decided who. Just play another one bites the dust while, <laughs> while like the coffin's going down. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about that one. Like paying actors to like make it seem like you had a crazy double life. <laughs> I've seen one where it was like uh, someone was wanting like a group of people to go to the funeral and then be like, uh, like calling them like boss, <laughs> like people in like suits and just like it was it was it was fun while it lasted, boss, and then just leaving. <laughs> Now I'm wondering, like, should I get people on stilts? Just be like, just just Dark Watchers, my great, my my <laughs> Just like Dark Watchers, the funeral. Just watching. I I genuinely think that's gonna happen a lot. Give it 30, 40 years. We're whatever social media is there, it's gonna be popping off with nothing but funeral content. I've also seen another funny video of like a funeral. I think I might be wrong, but I think it was like Ireland. This guy was uh, mm, getting mm, put mm. In, in the ground, and someone they had like audio of like the guy talking, and it was just him going, Oh, let me out! <laughs> and you would hear like knocking. <laughs> Dude, I saw that video. I think I was like tipsy. I had just come home from a night out. I saw that video and I laughed and cried because it was like so funny, but so sad knowing like the Irish like sense of humor, but like knowing that fuck, he really, he's really gone. I didn't even know this guy, but I'm like, Fuck, he's really gone. I saw that and I, I thought it was funny. It's I was fucking like, hilarious because it sounds real. The way they muffled the audio is like, what the fuck? I'm in the... Hey, let me out. I was like, you know, he was like, y'all know I'm still in here, right? <laughs> let me out. Like that level of genius doesn't exist That's anymore. fucking amazing, bro. So we're at an hour. Is that where you guys want to leave it off? Any okay. other topics? 
What? We can leave it off there. All right. Save it for next week. <laughs> so what would you think, Kate? Wow, that was fast. Like, it felt like five minutes. <laughs> it always feels like that. Yeah. It did go fast. We did, like, go through the stories a bit, right? Yeah, because, like, well, things like we come in, we tell our stories, and you're like, all right, well, we're at 40 minutes. We're at an hour. Yeah. We do chill a bit before, so that's why we kind of, like, just came in, like, all right, y'all ready? <laughs> Sorry for that. Oh, it's all good. It was fun. Thanks for having me and letting me tell my little favorite bedtime story. Thank you for coming. Hopefully, you come yeah. in the future. Uh, yeah. Future guest, maybe friend of the show. And I think that's where we're going to leave it off, guys. For the Cryptic Coffee Podcast, this is Efren. This is Jose. And Zeus. Cade. Saying goodbye. Adios. Bye.